Welcome to the All Hallows School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school and in the community. So let's get into this episode of the All Hallows School podcast. Jay, welcome to this episode of the School Podcast and thank you for being here. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, looking forward to today. The weather's not too bad. It's it's somewhat clear and we've got three different groups coming up to the woods today. So we've got seniors, a small group of seniors to begin with. They'll be helping me out with a bit of woodland maintenance, sharpening tools as well. And then in the afternoon, early afternoon, we've got nursery. So they come up for a bit of play and exploration. And then towards the latter afternoon we've got year threes who are coming up and their topic this term is rainforest so they're going to be doing a bit of foraging looking for natural items and with those natural items they're going to be making 2d rainforest animal shapes as as part of a group work before going off to to explore and play in the woods as well I love the idea of some of the children in the school going up there. I love the idea of the nursery children going up there. I bet they love going up there. But also the idea of children being creative as well while they're up there, which is fantastic. Jay, we're going to be exploring more about that a little bit later in this podcast episode. But first of all, I'd love to understand a bit more about your own education. So, you know, what part of the world you grew up in and where you went to school and whether school was a good experience for you. Yeah, I grew up in inner city Bristol. Went to a school called Holy Cross. It's a Catholic school. Really, really enjoyed my time at Holy Cross throughout early years. Obviously, the focus is, is play-based, so fond memories of, of playing, um, a lot of playing outdoors as well. And then as you grow up for, go up for the year groups, um, yeah, just really, really enjoyed all of my teachers and um, the friends that I had. Secondary school, really enjoyed secondary school as well. Of course, you know, when you enter your teen years, life becomes a bit more challenging, but still I had very good teachers also and good friends. I got into sport a lot more so as well. So, yeah, overall, really, really good education. And then when you left the world of education, I mean, what what was your career path that led you to working at All Hallows right now? So I grew up in an area called Totterdown in inner city Bristol. And we and way back, way back then we had a YMCA. And that was my local youth club. And I attended it from the age of maybe nine, ten, all the way up until 16. But my youth workers, by the time I got to 16, 17, they saw a bit of potential in me to work with younger children. So they offered me some part-time sessional work as a, as a part-time youth worker. And from that moment forward, I, I kind of knew I wanted to, to work with children. So... I remained at, at the YMCA for, for a number of years, part-time whilst doing other jobs as well, and then eventually decided to go on to, to university and study informal and community education in London. So I spent three years there. Basically, in a nutshell, informal and community education is, is a youth work degree. And you know, youth workers traditionally work in youth clubs. They may work in schools, focused on holistic development, a company in the, the curriculum, but rather than being teachers, they're more about the, the pastoral care side of things. So yeah, I, I, I got my degree in youth and community work, and, and then since then I've had a variety of jobs working within the voluntary sector and the public sector, um, play work, youth work, activity uh, centres, outdoor pursuits, so numerous jobs. But then as, as part of, I guess, me exploring my career, I had always had a, an eye on kind of education. 
and an opportunity popped up to work at All Hallows. And that was to do some some learning support and also some, some games as support and PE as well. So yeah, seven years back, I, I came over. And for about a year, I was involved with, with learning support and, and games before an opportunity came up to to join the forest school team as an assistant forest school leader. And because of my experience with the outdoors and play work and youth work, and there's a lot of overlap with forest school, it was natural for me to, to switch across to that area. And yeah, so for the past six years, I've, I've been involved with, with forest school here at All Hallows, where our previous forest school coordinator we've had charlotte lucas has, has moved on she was amazing for the school and she's still a parent here and does her own thing now she heads up free rangers which is just down the road but she still stays in in touch and you know we'll catch up every now and again um, but she had done amazing uh, an amazing job here when she was here along with nikki castell as well who are our parents will, will know and be fond of so she also done an incredible job so charlotte had left and then I stepped into the assistant role and then Nick had left and then I moved up to the coordinator's role and here I am coordinating aura school and outdoor learning so that's kind of been my my kind of yeah development and progressions over the years Awesome. So you've given us a bit of an insight already into what Forest School looks like by telling us what's happening today. But tell us a little bit more about it. I mean, you know, let's imagine that I'm a parent and I've never experienced Forest School at all. Maybe the school I went to when I was younger didn't have anything at all like that. And and I've never experienced it at All Hallows. Can you sort of describe it for us? Yeah. So, I mean, Forest School is, is still... I guess pretty pretty niche on the whole within within the UK where some schools will run forest school programs or early year settings will run forest school programs. Certain adventure playgrounds will, will kind of deliver forest school as well. But on the whole, it's not ingrained in all education and all informal education. So some people know about it, others don't. And some people just have a, an impression based on the limited information that they know. So People may say, oh, forest schools, environmental studies or forest schools, you know, about children making chocolate and, and marshmallows. And yeah, it is it's partly that. But the main purpose of forest school is for children to carry out achievable activities within a woodland area for them to connect with, with nature in order mm-hmm. to boost their confidence and their self-esteem and encourage them to explore and learn informally and sessions should ideally be child-led as much as possible. Um, and what I mean by, by child-led is we as adults, we introduce them to, you know, say cooking and woodcraft and whittling and foraging and all of those, those kind of fun forest school activities. But ultimately, we want to work with, you know, their impulses, how they want to explore the woods. We want to work with their ideas. So, yeah, we, we will have things set up for them, there'll be a little a lot of free choice for them whilst up there in the woods so at the beginning of a session for example the focus might be outdoor cooking so we Mm -hmm. may say to children we'll gather them around at the beginning within the fire circle and we'll find out who wants to forage for for wood or source some firewood who wants to help build the fire who wants to prep the food who wants to come along and help with the cooking while some children might just want to go off and play and dip in and out so the sessions are kind of semi-structured, but not in the same way that a, a classroom session might be delivered. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. <clears throat> now, you mentioned that some of these sessions are, are child-led. Why is that important in a situation like forest school? So, yeah, I... in in the Similar to kind of early years in the way we, we want for children to explore and, you know, understand the world based on their interests, it's a similar kind of principle. So up in, up in the woods, I feel that it, as adults, if you interfere with their impulses or the way they want to learn, you know, kind of, you may, you may kind of block their freedom, so to speak. So we feel up in the woods, children flourish when they have that freedom to roam about, to maybe come to an adult and say, oh, I fancy helping you out with some woodland maintenance or I've got a really cool idea to make a, a zip wire with some spare rope that we've got. And in encouraging, you know, children to, you know, to kind of take charge of their own learning and, and for it to be child-led, you encourage independence, enthusiasm for, for their own play, and it just really helps mm. them understand and, and shape and appreciate kind of the, the environment that they're operating within. And which year groups is it in school that go to forest school? So we have nursery who come up every single day and then we have year reception class up to year four who come up for once a week for a two hour session. And then we have year fives who come up um, once a term. So like three times over the over the span of, of the year for their outdoor learning days. So outdoor learning and, and forest school, slightly different in the sense that, as I was mentioning, forest schools, more child-led, semi-structured, as a, a bit of free reign, as in children get to, to kind of choose what they do. And outdoor learning sessions specifically tie in with the curriculum more so. So, you know, year, year fives, year sixes as well they get involved with outdoor learning days three times a year so we may have like a medieval day where they've been making medieval tools and cooking um, a medieval stew just to reinforce the learning that's taking place in in the classroom so yeah as mentioned we've got a nursery every day year reception to year four two hours a week and then we've got year five and six they come up once a term and then year sevens they they come up once a week as part of their, their outdoor learning. That's new this year, and it's great to see them them up there. So the focus with Year 7s is, is team building, woodcraft as well, environmental education, woodland management. So, yeah, that, again, ties in somewhat with their curriculum, but there's a bit of an overlap with Forest School because we still want them to develop their, their confidence and self-esteem through the, the activities that we provide and then year eights come up as part of the post-CE within the summer summer term. But then mentioned in, in Richmond, we do have bushcraft in Richmond that we run for some terms where children from uh, senior year groups will come up and, and get involved with enrichment as well on Saturdays. Wow. So it really does strike me then that whatever age you are at All Hallows, you're going to be doing some kind of outdoor learning. <laughs> that might be forest school. It might be other kind of outdoor learning. It might be curriculum led, but everybody gets involved in being outdoors, which is interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that some parents and maybe the older generation, maybe sort of grandparents generation sort of have this view, don't they, that children spend their lives you know, 50 years ago, used to spend their lives outside all the time, whereas these days spend their lives sat in front of, you know, video games and things like that. But is your experience of that different? Do you see 
do you see a different side to you know children growing up where they do spend more time outside yeah i I feel that things like forest school scouts bushcraft anything outdoorsy i think it's great for our society because we do have the issues and and challenges of of trying to kind of claw children away from the screen and technology is 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 brilliant and it's you know it's it's here to to stay and you know it's part of children's learning but as we know you know the advice is something along the lines of of a maximum of two hours screen time uh, time a week so that includes like tv includes consoles includes you know kind of any kind of screen time really so I, I feel that the, the challenge is as a society is to get children outdoors more so because we know the benefits we do know the benefits and it doesn't mm. just have to be forest school i think play in general is amazing for them we've you know we've got a big emphasis on on, on play here john morning break and, and lunch times and mrs ashford mm. and other staff members within the junior department do a great job in providing equipment for for our children but yeah i would say that Forest school definitely is a is a space for for children to kind of reconnect with with nature and connect more so. Yes, spend time away from screens, of course, but also it's a break in in their kind of day to day life at All Hallows mm-hmm. as, as well from from the classroom. And the classroom is really important, of course, and it's getting through the the core part of the curriculum. But to be outdoors, the advice is two hours a week for children and the benefits regarding their well-being, you know, is, is kind of clear to see when you're observing them playing in, in nature. But the evidence is there as well and overwhelming. So, yeah, that's that's really why we believe in forest school here because of the evidence. And also it, it kind of is part of our, our holistic approach to educating our children here as well. And it's part of the package, so to speak, part of the varied approaches. Jay, where does your love of outdoor learning come from? So I grew up, as you know, in a city, Bristol, but opposite a huge park called Victoria Park. And we used to, you know, back in the 80s and and early 90s, we would spend, (laughs) throughout the summer especially, me and my brother and friends, like all day in that park exploring, you know, there's woodland area, and there's plains, there's, you know, all sorts to do. So I would say, looking back, that's where, as a child, that was my main connection with, with nature. But since then, you know, since then I've I've been involved with, within various jobs, within outdoor pursuits, so I developed, a, you know, a kind of a, a passion and, and love for adventure as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. within within my spare time, I enjoy things like rock climbing and hiking, running, you name it. Yeah, just the outdoors I've got a, a strong connection with in, in my day-to-day life and there's been overlap with my professional life as well. And then, yeah, regarding nature, I would say that, yeah, I've, I've, cut, I've been connected with nature over the years, but since taken on the, the role of, of forest school or initially assistant forest school leader now coordinator I've definitely become more connected with nature and, and more mm. aware of it and, and the role that it plays in in our day-to-day lives and of course you know it's important for me to uh, to become familiar more familiar with nature to pass that knowledge on to our children as well. So that's all great in a school situation, you know, understanding how children are spending time outside. That all sounds fantastic. But of course, in a school situation, children are told what to do, whereas at home, 
it can be a little bit more tricky for parents to try to manage a situation where their child might want to start to spend more time in front of a screen. What advice could you give to a parent where maybe their child is starting to spend too much time in front of YouTube? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a parent myself, got three young children and got two girls, four and six, and, and a boy who's eight. The girls just love play. They love playing in their, mm-hmm. in, you know, in their bedroom. They love playing outdoors and they're not too bothered about screen time. Whereas my son, he's a bit of a gamer. He loves, you know, watching TV. So, you know, we at times need to figure out ways to prize him away. And I would say that there's all sorts that, you know, parents can do with their, with their children outdoors, whether it's like a little local kind of nature walk or whether it's going to a country park. So I think, yeah, know your area, explore your mm-hmm. area, ensure that you're yeah, aware of the impact that screen time has on your child. And as part of their development, I think encouraging them to be outdoors as much as, as possible because, you know, we have busy lives. I know what it's like. You get back from work and you're doing, you know, the cooking or the cleaning or whatever else. But hmm. I think it's a bit of planning and you can think to yourselves, oh, you know, if on a Wednesday evening, if we're free, we might be able to pop out for like a little welly walk or whatever on the weekends. What hmm. are we doing? Let's try and slot in some adventure time together as a family. So, yeah, that would be be my kind of advice would be to, um, yeah, just just make time for, for the outdoors and hmm. explore and be aware of what's going on locally and, and get involved with various initiatives um, you know whether it's even volunteering you know whether there's some conservation work going on whether it's a beach beach clean nearby because to do it with other people as well it, it can be quite quite supportive if you get involved with movements yeah there's all sorts of clubs going on like scouts there might be other clubs like air cadets or bushcraft on the weekend so i would say yeah keep your eyes peeled for activities as well but as we know, some of the best activities are, f- are, f- are free and they're all on our doorstep, mm-hmm. really, especially here in the, mm-hmm. in the countryside surrounding All Hallows. Yeah, no, it's a true story. And an and outdoor is sometimes one of those things where uh, beforehand you might be thinking, oh, do we really want to do this? But then afterwards, virtually every time, I, I think everyone will agree, it's one of those things where you're really glad you've done it and then you can sit down with a cup of tea at the end of it and feel like you've really earned it as well. Jay, yeah. we need to bring this episode to a close in a minute but it's been great hearing all about forest school about outdoor education about welly walks and about what families can do themselves if anybody wanted to find out more about outdoor education uh, outdoor learning uh, how could they get in touch with you about it so yeah the uh, parents are more than welcome to to drop me an email at jcrony at allhallowsschool.co.uk but also we've got our own facebook page um, Forest School Facebook page and of course through our Instagram and our general All Hallows Facebook page as well we, we're constantly posting images of activities that we get up to so if parents just want to have a little look and get some inspiration or some ideas they're more than welcome to as well love it okay that's really good well Jay thank you for being here thanks for opening up this world to us I really appreciate your time today thank you thank you Simon thank you that's it for this episode to find out more check out the school website allhallowschool.co.uk. Now our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. 
and we look forward to next time. Bye for now.